you didn't you didn't like the uh, Tobey Maguire one where it looked like a, a pop tart or something like the the frosting on the yeah that's the costume. No. what the hell's What song is it? I can never tell by the drum beat. This is uh, once bitten, twice shy. Yep. Great white. <laughs> my my my. <laughs> oh, with the bar with the bar flies in the background yelling, "What do you want?" How fucked up am I? I'm, I bet I'm more fucked up than you are. You're probably fucked up. You don't know what you're talking about. You don't know what fucked up means. Man. <laughs> what are you doing? What you guys, What's going on? What are you guys doing over there? <laughs> Welcome to 2017 Beside the Point Podcast. <laughs> oh, yes. 2016 is behind us well for the most part we're recording this in 2016 but it'll be 2017 by the time you hear it so yeah i mean hope i just hope nothing happens in like the next week or so because i can't i can't take any more of this shit we need uh we need 2017 to get here as soon as possible yeah well you know that's how it goes a lot of stress a lot of anger a lot of everything else in between yeah. So just kind of need to just let it be done with. Mm-hmm. And as you can hear in the background, we're at Neighborhood Inn in Hoffman Estates. Yeah. Try this place on for size. Uh, Definitely a homey type of thing. And you got the usual suspects hanging out, you know, drinking and whatnot. And, you know, we're getting looks from the regulars like, what the fuck is going on over Why are here? those guys wearing headphones and talking into microphones? What's going on over there? We're talking about them. Is it karaoke night? What's it's going not on? karaoke night, so stop <laughs> the madness, please. But, uh... <laughs> I mean, we could do karaoke, technically. <laughs> yes, I've done this. I've done this song on occasion when I'm really, really out of my mind type of drunk. So that's the only reason why I would know this song by heart. Lord knows everybody else has ruined it. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so but yeah, definitely gonna talk about some humorous things. Yeah, let's let's liven it up. Let's get this year off to a good start because because <laughs> I'm I'm the, we need it. There's a there was an article about Richard Marks, you know, Grammy winning songwriter, what was performer. That, what was that hit he had? Uh, uh, right here waiting, Angelina. Okay, uh, endless summer nights. Trying to remember uh, how that goes. Now there was there's one that I'm trying to think of that I'm like singing. He Maybe wrote, I'm thinking of somebody else. He wrote a, he wrote a bunch of songs for different artists too, including uh, Lionel Richie, Kenny Rogers. I was looking up his Wikipedia earlier. Sure. Um, I mean he and even Kenny Loggins, which is really weird. And then um, you know he basically you know he's made his living you know writing songs, soft pop rock hits for yeah. the for the masses. Very uh, digestible, if you will. 
but he's a he's a dude from Chicago, man. You know, his parents were both uh, musicians in the late fifties, early sixties. So, music musicianship definitely runs through his blood. So, but uh, I was reading an article <laughs> about him and his uh, wife were coming back from uh, from Hanoi, I guess, and a man was he was starting to attack flight flight attendants and other pe- that's it that's the guy right here waiting for okay yeah so you can show you like by the by three piano clicks yeah piano keys you knew that that do 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 right here waiting for and you. he okay, got it. I guess he aided the flight attendants to subdue a gentleman who was losing his mind on the flight wow so you know almost like Liam Neeson style <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, I'm looking at the pictures now, and dude is strapped in like they're going in for a tailspin or something like that. They got him, like, the six-point harness or yeah. something. Like he's, they got yeah, him. <laughs> they got him strapped to the seat. Yeah. Tied up. Looks like he's, I bet you, his, are his hands tied? It's hard they, to they tell. Got it, they got his hands tied. I mean, they literally, the, the women and some of the guys are in there are, like, literally trying to sit on this guy to restrain him. You know, he was. I guess he was pushing the staff around, and he was just like four hours <laughs> of uh, of this. And I guess they they had a they had a taser, but they didn't use it. They didn't know how to use it. Oh no! <laughs> how the hell do you not know how to use a taser? Even a four year old can use a taser. Just point and shoot. Damn it! You got twenty volts, twenty thousand volts of electricity going through your fucking body. Yeah, you're gonna you're gonna piss yourself and then pass out. <laughs> you know, it, uh, it, it's it's amazing. Could do this. Okay, right, in, right neighborhood in now. We were gonna record it. We did our Christmas episode over at. Uh, you know. At Lucky Star. So I'm trying to. No, I don't want to flash. Damn it. So I'm trying but, to alert everybody if anybody was even going to show up here. Yeah, that we're at neighborhood in. You know, so it was, it was one of those things where it, it was like, uh, okay, <laughs> you know, you know, you think of Richard Marks, you know, you don't think of the you guy think of that, him playing that pretty song, yes, and then you know, here he is playing a pretty song as he's subduing to, to a. As he's subduing you think, a you think You think he like swooned the guy? Wherever you go. He probably did. That's what I'm thinking. Quit stepping on my harmonies, man. <laughs> no, but... I mean, you think, of, you think about an airplane. Like, you're, on an, you're stuck on an airplane for any amount of time. There's nothing you can do. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, at post-9-11 world we live in, mm-hmm. there's air marshals and things, but you have to just deal with whatever you got to deal with. And, yeah, they got a taser on there, and they've got, you know, whatever. But but the fact they've that... Got a, they've got a, a rule book to figure out how to, how to deal with different situations, I guess, mm-hmm. but he, I can't even imagine. He said that they were very ill-equipped to handle someone like that. And you don't, honestly, you don't know if dudes like could have had a shiv that he could, right? You know, he could have just went on a rampage and start stabbing people in the head and shit. You know, it's just really. But the fact that he helped restrain this gentleman, like <laughs> Liam Neeson, that's awesome. Number one, number two, 
That's probably the best laugh that I've had all year. Yeah. That's that's <laughs> that's awesome. Just like an odd story. There was another one of those that happened this I heard I've heard just, you know, you hear stories about like Tom Hanks like popping in, he'll he'll be at a bar. Or, or you'll hear stories like people like that where they're just like hanging out. Bill Murray yeah. was all over the place when the Cubs won the World Series, all that stuff. So he yeah. was like popping in everywhere. He's yeah. like in people's wedding photos and shit. Though. Uh-huh. Like just, just photo like, bombing. Just, like I mean, and then they were like, "What the hell?" Yeah, he's like coming out round behind a tree. Hi, how you doing? <laughs> but you know the fact that you can actually guys like that that can actually be so these guys can be so random and even. Even Richard Marks. <laughs> yeah, I'm dying. I'm dying with laughter. Inside. I can't even like fathom what I'm trying to just imagine. What, like I said, all, all I can imagine is him like singing to the guy to like help him just to be silly. But I mean, yeah, you figure uh, he's got to deal with you know deranged fans or something too in his time in his career. So. He knows how to deal with people like that, but but I mean, just the fact that he, you know, it's Richard Marks he just dude. stepped up. He probably like stepped up and said, "Hey, I can help." Or yeah, and that guy was what? in his row or something. Yeah, I guess it said that they, it was a row, like a row ahead of them. Yeah, you know, so it was something. Sh- uh, shout out to my friend Carrie Capitan. Oh yeah, yeah, she's the one that she she posted a picture of him on Facebook, like. What? The heartthrob of, of 80s? <laughs> and she's like, ew. <laughs> Jeez. Yeah, she's, she's a funny one. But uh, shout out to her about, about that. Thanks for giving me uh, some uh, material for this thing, you know? I'm going to make sure I like Richard Marks on... You, you got like, to love Richard Marks. I just, I just like Richard Marks on Facebook. Let's see if he's got a Twitter page. We'll like, oh, I'll he follow, does. We'll follow him on Twitter. Maybe we'll be a guest on our podcast. <laughs> uh, hey, man, so tell us about that flight you took. You yeah. Know, crazy... <laughs> you know, you just got to get in there and do it, you know? But no, the fact that, um, you know, it's just... Huh. You gotta love it. Follow suggestions. When I followed Richard Marks, I got suggested. Who do you think I got suggested when I followed Richard Marks? Huh, let's see. Axel Rose. No. Uh, Kenny Loggins. Kenny Loggins. <laughs> Did you get Jim Messina in there while you're at it? No. <laughs> Damn. I got I got three suggestions here. Kenny Loggins is the second one. Um Who do you think's number one? Michael Bolton? Yes. Are you saying <laughs> ding 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 ding? <laughs> If you no. can guess, if you can guess the third suggested follow on Twitter for Richard Marks, you oh. will win oh, the bedroom set or whatever. Oh. Michael Bolton is number one. Michael Bolton, Kenny Loggins. Oh, dude. I'll give you a hint. The other one is not a single person. It's a band. Chicago? Eh. Strike one. Let's see. You said it's a group. It's so. a band, yeah. Well, it's definitely not a vertical horizon. <laughs> well, that would be good because you said uh, he produced. Richard Marks produced to produce oh. some albums for yeah. Vertical Horizon, right? Uh, yeah, or a couple of singles at least. Um, it's gonna be the Tubes, eh, Strike Two. Damn it! Um, this is a fun game. Yeah, we, get, we might we're, have to. We're onto something this. here, I think. All right, <laughs> uh, I'm gonna have to say the Cars. 
No. Damn. Foreigner. Foreigner. Huh? I mean, you think about it. You got, you know. I want to know what love is. Urgent. I want you to show me the cold did he, as ice. Did he do any albums with... What else did I'm going to look up Richard Marx's... This is oh, this is just a Richard Marx episode. This episode is dedicated to Richard Marx. Yeah, he's got some pictures on his uh, Twitter page with the Korean Air. That's probably where they got those pictures from. Yeah, because they were going him and uh, his wife Daisy Fuentes from '90s era. He's into, married to Daisy Fuentes. Yes, sir. I knew I hated that son of a bitch for some reason. <laughs> I don't want to talk. About, I'm done talking about him. Uh, I don't want to talk about him anymore. Well, you know, he was he was married to the <laughs> Daisy Fuentes. Yeah, Daisy. What was she? We, what was she on? She was on. She, she did uh, the, the grind. I think. Yeah, she was on like MTV. Yeah, she did a lot of like you know. The, the, what the fuck was that? She was on. Now I got to look her up. Shit. Anyway, he was married to Cynthia Rhodes. For okay. like 25 years, right. you know, uh, girl from uh, da- Dirty Dancing. Yes. So, and they wound up, he, they got divorced two years ago. And he wound up turning around and marrying Daisy Fuentes. Pissed a lot of men off. Yeah, me included. Like I said, I hate him now. I liked, I liked him for a second when he, when he was like trying to help a dude out on a flight, but now I hate him again. Let the hate I mean, flow not again. Through, <laughs> Let the hate flow through. Daisy, Fuent- Daisy Fuentes. Come on, where is it? Yeah, Cynthia Rhodes, Flash Dance, Dirty Dancing. What did she do in Dirty Dancing? Oh, she was the she was the girl that got knocked up. Yes, because I'm like Elizabeth Shue was Dirty Dancing. What the? No. What is it? Yeah, yeah, and I'm thinking of yeah, Dirty Dancing. But then, but she was that was Baby. Don't put Baby in the corner. But then Jennifer she, Gray. She, Jennifer Gray. Excuse me. Yeah. What did I say? Holy shit, Elizabeth Shue. Yes. Never mind. I, I sh- I'll shut up now. <laughs> anyway, oh, our friends, including you, Richard Marks. Oh, dude. Ah, too bad. Uh, yeah, because I just liked him. So, oh, you're looking at his Facebook? Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah, I just liked Richard him. Marks and uh, Rick Springfield playing uh, in Durham, North Carolina. Okay. We gotta go. <laughs> We got to go to North Carolina. Yeah. I mean, these dudes are like old white dudes still looking like they're like in their 40s. You know, I finally watched, uh, speaking of which, I finally watched uh, Sound City. Sure. And the, the, the documentary. Dave, Dave Grohl talked at the uh, studio in L.A. where yeah. they right. recorded like every album in the 70s, basically. 70s, they actually did... Uh, Bleach there too. Yep. So he actually bought all the equipment from the studio and put it in his own studio. We were talking with Joe Rocha about that because they recorded their album at that place too. Yep. So I mean, pretty famous spot. Yeah, it is. And the fact that you know they did a song. Uh, Rick Springfield did a song with Dave Grohl called "Man from That's Nowhere," right. which is actually a pretty rocking song too. You know, just watching them perform it, you know, and it was just massive. I mean, I, I wish it, you know, the whole album, the whole soundtrack from it is really good. And they should have, the fact that he grabbed, I mean, everybody that's worked there and did recording there talked about it, you know, and 
Rich Springfield talked about the guy that basically brought him in. He's like, right. I was just a kid from Australia. You know, yeah, I got on TV, I got famous, but it was all about the relationships that they all had with the owners of the place. Right. And I guess the one guy that was really trying to help him out with his career, there was a lot of stuff said, and he's like, he, he started crying. He's like, there's a lot of stuff that I regret not saying to him before he passed away, but I owe that man so much. Yeah. I forgot his name was. I forgot who the owner was. He was part. He was his management too. But he uh, he was very. The fact that he actually was brought in, and people were like, "Oh shit, it's fucking Rick Springfield." Dude. Yeah. <laughs> and that's the thing because I remember when um, they did a version of. I think his band was called Zoot. Okay. And they did a version of Eleanor Rigby that was kind of psychedelic. Almost like the Rare Earth version, but it was a little sped up. Okay. A little bit. They were definitely taking their notes off of that. But, uh, but yeah, dude. It, I, I watched it twice. And I was like, holy shit. <laughs> you know. Uh, really? Zoot in 67. Yep. Disbanded in seventy one, so that was early on. So, yeah. and, and I knew and I knew Rick Springfield was older, like he'd been around for a while. Mm-hmm. We were actually talking about, um, I got to think of the guy's name, the guy who sang for Squeeze and Mike and the Mechanics. Uh, 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 Paul Carrick. Paul Carrick, thank you. Yes, we were talking about Paul Carrick and uh, all the stuff that he's been on. Yeah, and he was in a band in the 70s called Ace. Was it like a glam... It was like glam rock, No, right? it was like that folky, like, r- radio rock. Okay. <clears throat> the a- AOR shit? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Let me just pull up this song and play you. You'll know it right away when I play it. Although we got... We got uh, Brad Delp in the background from Boston. One of the One of the top voices in... Which is a which is a good segue because I, I I would argue that Paul Carrick is up there too as far as like voices in rock and roll. Well, you can't forget Paul Young too, though. Paul what? Young from uh, I think he was a solo artist, but a lot of those guys from Britain were doing a lot of R and B, a little a mix of R and B and you know sure flat AOR stuff. But well, let's hear this ace. I'll, I, I'll, I'll correct myself. I, but I'm, I'm like referring to like rock vocalists too, like uh-huh. just in, in rock and roll music. But uh, you'll know this song right away. How long? That's Paul Carrick singing. Yes. And it was one of those like epiphany things. I was like, duh. That, of course that's his voice. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Dude. And of course he sang Tempted by Squeeze. Mm-hmm. He sang Living Years. Yep. Mike and the Mechanics. Mechanics. Uh, Silent Running also. Silently Running, yep. Because uh, he actually did a duet with Terry Nunn from, um, they did the Metro song. Let me see. Oh. 
drinking on a broken glass. These four walls to my hand. Um, I had a playlist on here too. Let me find that. Berlin. No more words. Yes. No. Yeah, yes, the yes, yes. Sing- okay. Lead singer from that and Paul Carrick did a song called Let's Make Our Own Romance for this movie called Sing. Gotcha. What? Yeah. I had a playlist on here. I wanted to play like a game with these these songs, but like this one was when we were Don't Shed a Tear. Yeah. Mm. Oh, mm. oh. I just want to drop a beat on that. Like totally 80s, but mm-hmm. like good, good shit. A beat. Like, it's the kind of me, it's the kind of. Oh, yeah. And this is the kind of music that they used. Like, think of all the old teenage movies that we used to watch in the 80s. Right. You know, Better Off Dead, um, One Crazy Summer, um, hell, even like, um, you know, Night of the Comet. You got all these different. All these different genres of teenage movies come out, and they would play all these random songs that you would get hooked to your into your head, right? You know, like you, it was like no name artists or, or just like one off tunes. Like, I mean, Paul Carrick was pretty like established already, yeah. but he was like he went solo. So these little songs that people don't don't pick up, yeah, like especially in the eighties because the eighties. To me, the '80s was just saturated with all that between the glam rock stuff and the new, like the new wave type stuff. Yeah, exactly. Was the only like real alternative side of it, but just all the all the like love the, ba- the power ballads and all that crap. Just, and, and I mean, oh, it's yeah. not crap, but it's it's just like it's. Yeah, this is the one with him and Terry Nunn in it. What movie was that? It's called Sing, and the song is called Romance. Okay. That type of stuff, stuff yeah. that will stay with you, you right. know. And these the, are like those those melodies and stuff they were they were working with were, I mean, yeah. I mean, I, and somebody. You know what the funny thing is? It's a guilty pleasure because I, play- <laughs> I I posted a video up and people were like, uh, "Have you turned pussy on us?" Yeah, what right. Like, what did did somebody? Uh, you get face jacked? Did somebody grab your phone yeah. and like try to mess with you? No, I like this song because it's all about yeah. the musicality and the harmonies and everything like that. That's what I loved about it, and for the fact that two really. Awesome singers coming together for a song like that. Yeah, it might be cheesy. It's the '80s, right? Whatever. And it's still a good song. Like I can appreciate the cheesy if it's got a like if it's got a good melody to it. I'm just mm-hmm. figuring this all out in my head right now, I guess. But that's I think that's where I stand on it. Like there's a lot of cheese. The '80s was just covered in cheese, mm-hmm. and well, then even like with you know, too country, much cheese, you know. 
if I hear High on Loving You by Florida Georgia Line no. one more yeah. time, yeah. I didn't even I'm heard, th- I don't even think I've heard that yet, but it's, I don't need to, yeah. Yeah, it, acronym is holy. I'm just like, what? Yeah. I do, seriously. <sighs> it, it's sad. <laughs> Well, not the, the, this, we're not angry men. We've talked you. about it before. This trend of these current, like, heavy rock bands doing old songs and mm-hmm. covering "Careless Whisper" and "The Sound of Silence" and these old, which are good songs, but like you're like rocking it up. It's almost like a trend. It's like a yeah, like a hip thing to do or something. I just I don't know. I, but, I can tell you this: there's a version. Of uh, no, no ordinary love by Sade, Deftones did it. They did yeah. it right. Like Deftones have that dark element, and that song is like, it's like a song that fits them. It wasn't mm-hmm. just a hit song necessarily. It was yeah. a song that they like fit in. I don't. I don't even know what I'm talking about. No, he, I mean you know <laughs> you know you know what you're saying. The dark. The, just saying. It, I, I feel the like atmosphere. Idiot, but, the but atmosphere right, yeah. of the song itself. It's beautiful, and it fits that kind of stuff that they were doing. The style that the way deaf, the Deftones play music fits that style of like they're not really stepping out of their comfort zone no. by playing a song, and it just goes to show like genres of music just don't really mean a lot because mm-hmm. they're you know it's all about melody and uh, you get a certain sound out of a of a synthesizer or an instrument or something. So that's why I think created all that like power ballad stuff was all the synthesizers and let's figure out all these different ways to synthesize strings and you know orchestra orchestration and well, and that's like, the thing too because you don't you don't hear that i mean it, it's like you work with the tools you have kind of thing yeah. like if you if you've got a hammer and a screwdriver you're going to build a birdhouse or whatever mm-hmm. and if you've got i'm trying to think of something else like a jackhammer you're gonna you're gonna make shit up. concrete whatever you know so you're going to use the tools that you have. So and it, you can't make a heavy metal song with a synthesizer. So only if it's power synth, right? <laughs> like unless you're like Andrew WK. <laughs> loop it, loop party, it. Party, party, boom, party, boom, party, boom. party. Oh my god, I still like that. I would party with that guy. Hell yeah, dude. Seriously, I, I'd party with him. That guy. We saw him at that. You're drinking your anti-hero. We said so we went to that. It was me and Rob, former guest, Dom, former host, went to a uh, the like fifth anniversary, whatever it was, revolution okay. at the at the Riviera, and it was an Andrew WK show, and we just kind of hung out and we're like tasting all the beer and stuff, but we and we had to leave early too, I think, but somebody had gotten the tickets, so I heard him tell stories about playing the piano, mm-hmm. like that's what he learned how to play, you know, that was his instrument. And then he just like I want to be a rock star, so he figured out a way to incorporate piano mm-hmm. and, and being and being a rock star, and that's you know just kind of went from there. Mm-hmm. And he made it his own way. Those are the people that I like admire or respect. There's a certain element of keeping up with what's what the sounds are and what's going on in the in the world of music, but then there's also like just being doing your own thing, right? And being an innovator or just trying to be creative, step outside the box, yeah. and have fun. You know, get bloody. I mean, the, the album cover of his album. Yeah. He got a bloody nose and yeah. a torn shirt. Like, dude, that dude be trying to do it right. Right. But, yeah, I mean, people like that, bands like that, people are willing. I mean, hell, we're the Al Yankovic. Yeah. He doesn't consider himself a rock star, but he's influenced so many people. 
yeah. down the line. He influences the bands that he parodies. You know, yeah. they respect him. There's people that are that'll he'll parody their songs, and then mm-hmm. they'll be like, "Dude, I'm honored that you parodied my song. You're fucking weird out." Yeah, white nerdy. <laughs> He's just a brilliant dude. Yeah, and they, and he, and they're having fun. And dudes like that that have fun making music, doing a job that they love. That they don't hate, you know. Oh, I don't want to be a musician anymore. I'm going to go work, work, work at a at a gas station. Right. The fuck out of here. I'm going to go take flights in Korea and, mm. <laughs> and calm people down. Yes. Like croon to them in their in their ear. Whatever you do. As they're being strapped down. <laughs> I still think they should have should have tased it. I'm trying to think of a parody of that. Wherever you do. The cops will be on the runway waiting for you. <laughs> no. Causing trouble on our flight. And the, and the funny thing is, he's, he's how they say they're big in Japan? Literally, he's big in Japan, now he, and now Thailand, he, yeah, and now, Korea, now <laughs> China, Those people parts know. of Mongolia. <clears throat> I mean, he, he's got an Asian fan base. Yeah, what was that's what I want to know. What was he doing in... Uh, on a Korea air flight anyway. He must have been doing a show in Korea or something. It had to have been. We have video of entire chaotic and dangerous event on Korea Air 480. Lasted four hours. Crew completely ill-equipped to handle situation. So he's tweeted at Korea Air, completely ill-equipped to handle potential deadly situation. Passenger mentally unhinged attacking crew and passengers. You will be hearing about our flight at Korea Air. (laughs) Korean Air. Crew completely ill-trained. I mean, that's... A you know that's a problem. Despite you know laughing about it, yeah. There's a picture of him with a rope in his hand. He's just like trying to help him detain or you know, yeah, tie this guy down. And then he's doing a selfie over his shoulder, like there's all the crazy shit behind me. Yeah, <laughs> in the seat next to him. And, and the fact that I I bet you anything nobody re- recognized him. You grab that over there. Hey, we need some uh, more rope. Uh, is that Richard Marks? Hold on. Can I get it? Here, come here, hold, hold this guy down so I can get his autograph. Like, what are you supposed to do? Uh, you know, it happens. Got a little uh, Beatles playing in the little, background. Little Beatles. Let's just go out on the Beatles. See if I can point the microphone at the speaker in the bar here and get a good recording. We'll be right back after these messages. I'll just edit in the real song. I got the real song on my computer. I'll just, I'll just like fade it into the real song. Kind of reminds me of uh, Leon Leon Russell. Totally, you know, he's got that down home, you know, that kind of thing. So I can respect. Like when the song first came out, I was like, okay, a little melon campy like thing going on. But then, yeah, that guy's got some soul. So what else do we want to talk about? Oh, let's see. Liam Neeson. <laughs> Liam Neeson. 
uh, I think this is like a funnier die thing. Liam Neeson is uh, is the most terrifying Santa Claus. Oh, jeez. <laughs> we'll definitely throw that up there. Is it an article? Is it a video? What? It's, it's a video, but it says that he was auditioning for uh, Mall Santa on The Late Show with Stephen Colbert. Oh, nice. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, the funny thing is, I think he's played it, played the whole thing up to not that he's like a one note actor because I've loved him in everything right. from Taken to you know Star Wars to everything but he's right. just <laughs> the fact that he has such a sense of humor about shit it, it's phenomenal you know well like when he showed up I, I can't remember what he did first was because he was in Ted 2 yes that <laughs> And he's like buying a box of Lucky Charms, and I'm like, "What the?" F-? <laughs> and I'm just like, "Oh God!" So right there, you can tell the guy's got like a sense of humor about him, and and it was just hilarious the fact that he's like, and at the end he came back, he's all battle scarred and everything, yeah. and he just slams <laughs> the cereal thing down <laughs> on the ground. I'm like, I'm like, are you fucking kidding? Was me it right was now? it Lucky Charms or was it Tricks? It was, was it Tricks. Tri- tricks are for kids, right? Tricks. Yeah. Said, are you sure? Are you sure? Are you sure I can buy these? I won't get any trouble. There won't yes. be any trouble. Yes. And then he comes back in with the box. I mean, right there, because he was also in that Million Ways to Die in the West that Seth yeah. MacFarlane did, which I thought was all right. Yeah. I mean, it, it, say well, what you will. Everybody, it, yeah. everybody's dying. Like, dude, two yeah. dudes get smashed by a big black guy. It's, it's, like, it's oh all. My God. It's what all just, yeah, it's all just, it's all a farce, you know, yeah. like scary movie or something. It's just this being silly and, you know, I, I I can get behind Seth MacFarlane's, like, humor. Yeah. I've been watching that show on uh, one of the few shows that I've actually watched. It's called Blunt Talk with Patrick yes. Stewart. Oh, my Where he's God. like a John Stewarty type, not really John Stewart, but he's like a legitimate journalist may so let's say like a Anderson Cooper type guy so he's got his own you know half hour TV show and he talks about all the issues and but he's a lunatic but he's just this whole the show opens with him with like a, a hooker in the car and turns out to be a tranny or something it's just all this crazy stuff and he's drunk so he gets arrested for a DUI and then he's in jail so he's like you know and so he's got to go to rehab and, you know, all that stuff. Yeah. And just all the nonsense that happens in the in the office where they work in the, this the TV got, show. Uh, Jason, uh, the guy that played in Rushmore, Jason. Jason Schwartzman. Thank you. Is the the Zero Impact family. They keep getting bumped off the show. Like, oh, yeah. we'll have you on next week. We'll have you on next week. And then he, at the end of season one. The guys, he gets, he like flips out. <laughs> Patrick Stewart, he's like, "You keep bumping me." It's just so. It's like a glimpse into like how TV shows are made and all the nonsense in a in a writer's room, you know. Especially with like news of the day, and they're trying to figure out. So yeah, so it's it, on stars. Yeah, if anybody it, wants to it's watch, a great, it. <laughs> it's a great. Show. I think all. I think just about all of it. All of season two just ended, mm-hmm. and it got even crazier because they they landed in prison, right? Yeah, they end up in prison. So then. So, because he went, because Jason Schwartzman's character went crazy, he's in jail 
for like kidnapping Walter Blunt. Yeah. And then, so they ended up in jail for some other stuff in season two. You got to just watch it. But so they're like talking to him about stuff in jail. They're trying to like expose this thing and they're, they're mixing the whole suspense or important issues or things like that. And they're mixing that in with comedy. And now, nah, you know, and it's the perfect vehicle for Patrick Stewart. Yeah, totally. Again, like who knew that guy had a sense of humor, right? Well, and that's the thing. You, I mean, you've seen all these actors do serious roles. I mean, he was Captain Picard, for Christ's right. sake. You know what I'm saying? So you, you got it. And he's done uh, all the voice stuff for uh, American Dad and right. everything, too. So and you it, already knew he had it in him from American Dad. But yeah. Like, for him to... And the, and the fact that it, it's just funny. To hear him curse and stuff, because it's on Star, so it's like, you know, pay TV, oh, so they, it's just wide open. And I'm just, I'm giggling like a little girl. I'm like, are you... Kidding me? <laughs> I mean, it, it's it's fantastic, and people would be like, "Really?" I'm like, trust me, you, Captain you Picard just said "motherfucker." What the hell's going? Yes, <laughs> but like, he's not supposed to swear. I'm yeah. like, oh, then the hell he's not. It's not very captainly of him. No, but when you're a captain, you can basically do anything you want. So once again, kids, we are definitely at the neighborhood inn, the one of. Uh, you hear that music in the background. You'll know you're in neighborhood. Oh, Illinois' finest holes in the wall. But, <laughs> but talk about awesome food. Very good food. And very friendly staff. Uh, if you're in the ever in the area of Hoffman Estates near Interstate 90 and Barrington Road, there are going to be exits now off of uh, Barrington Road to get on and off of 90 going the other direction. There was only, like, exits coming out of the city before. So now they have, they're building ramps the other way, so Mm. you can get on and off easier, and um, that'll bring some traffic through here, but... Yeah, but... What a mess. What a mess they're making over there. Because I live not too far from here, so I have to drive in and around that intersection very often, and it's just not... I mean, you got construction here and there on on the highways like on your way to work but when it's like on the end of your street that you live on yeah and it's a big project that's supposed to take like two years it sucks but Uh, what the hell alright so as everything should be positive let's talk about a little Christmas stuff you know I think uh, I could actually say probably to bet my biggest Christmas there's a bunch of them but I don't have all of them did good because everybody was together we were doing I think it was uh, my first year back when I was in the Air Force came home for Christmas I drove actually (laughs) Where, where were you stationed at I was stationed in North Dakota Minot North Dakota sure Eight hours away. It was the first time I've actually I actually drove home by myself because I don't do long car car yeah. rides, especially by myself. But it was still it was an experience that I never would know. And then you know just being independent and then you know having everybody oh you're home yeah I'm home. And it, I mean, it was it was great, you know, just to be able to have that kind of thing go on, you know. And you know, since then, you know, it's gotten better and better, you know. With the birth of my nephew last year, 
You know, I'm watching him grow up and walk around now and all the other nieces and nephews try and chase him around, see what he do. Yes. You know, that's the kind of that's the kind of thing you want, you know. Totally. Yeah. I mean that's what I especially this year, like we were talking we always talk about uh, twenty sixteen sucks and all that stuff. But, you know, Christmas is you know, holiday time is always for me anyway, and I feel lucky to have this luxury. It's a huge luxury for us to be able to have family and like something to magnetize towards in mm-hmm. during the holidays. Hang out and chill and let loose and be with your family and all that stuff. So So yeah. You know, I definitely feel like, you know, blessed to have that. And it's just, you know, all the all the little things, you start appreciating those little things. Like your nephew I've got a little four year old nephew now and seeing his eyes light up on his birthday when he got yeah. a present that he liked or something so it's just like i'll see him on you know christmas and because all my cousins and stuff are all all grown up too yeah none of them really have kids yet so it's like a couple of them have kids but they're all i'm the oldest so and i'm mm. 30 so they're all in their 20s right I'm trying to think if anybody's still a teenager i don't think so and you know being able to share with you know friends and family totally you know our my mother and father have always had that open house rule where if you have friends who aren't doing anything you know if they don't have family close by our house was always open to sure. them to stop by because they knew all of our friends so yeah. you know if they were doing weren't doing anything or just trying to hang out trying to get away from their family they would come right. over by us like I yeah. put that I put that out on Thanksgiving. I was like if anybody wants to hang out, mm-hmm. you know, I went and spent some time with my my sisters and my brother and like that side of the family mm-hmm. for Thanksgiving, but I was like this will be done by 6 o'clock. They got two little ones. They got two little 3 4-year-olds. Yeah. They're going to go to bed at 8 o'clock, so their party's over by 6 7 o'clock. If anybody wants to hang out like on Thanksgiving. <laughs> totally I I try to put that out there. Again, I know that I'm blessed or whatever, or, you know, lucky to have that freedom so i you know definitely want to pass that on to whoever i can if somebody's out there like struggling or trying to needs a place to hang out on the holidays for sure well and that's the thing too because you know thanksgiving my sister has a couple of co-workers that their family is not you know they're they're not around they're they're in other states sure so it's him uh her friend alex and his partner um they come. They've come over for Thanksgiving probably every Thanksgiving for probably the last three or four years now. Sure. And very nice guys. They yeah. they don't they don't get the home cooking like they used to get with their own family. So sure. they come over it. Yep. Over by us. And I said it's those little things, the home cooking, the just being around people, hanging out, playing cards, whatever. Yeah. Whatever you know. You know, and we're actually celebrating Christmas at my brother's house. We bought a house yes last year. Sure, this year actually. Yeah, a couple of months yeah. ago, right? Yeah, yeah. And he's like, "We're gonna do Christmas at our house." I'm like, "What?" <laughs> okay. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, my brother can be a cranky old man sometimes, but you know, I think it's the fact that you know he's getting used to having his own home now, not an apartment, but his own right. home. So, I mean, the least you can do is invite your family over for a holiday. Yeah. <laughs> like, like I said, if you have that luxury, it's like, it's a good, it's like just going to give you a good feeling to be able to host a holiday party or just whatever. But yeah, uh, 
I don't know what else. We oh, today is Peter Chris's birthday, by the way. Oh yeah, his friend. We have a friend, uh, Dave Clark, who's a guitarist. He's like, he's like Peter Chris at seventy-one. I feel old now. <laughs> okay, Tupac is about to be inducted into Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. The hell? Okay, let's go to the polls, please. And the funny thing, and let, let me let me say this right now, because it's hip hop. People uh, say hip hop is rock and roll. Yeah, he sold records. He sold records. That's he, what the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame is about. He influenced a generation of musicians, yeah. whether it be rock and roll, hip hop, electronic, anything it's like Public Enemy, N.W.A., yeah. Run, DMC, Run DMC, Grandmaster Flash. Get the fuck out of here, right? Yeah. You know? Oh my God. <laughs> I think I'm about to This this is going to kill me, dude. Um holy hell. Oh, this is awesome. All right, it says Tupac Shakur will make history as the first first solo hip-hop artist to be inducted into Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Yeah, cuz all those other ones have been groups up to this. Yeah, that's yes. right. So, okay. So, also in in the in to join the institution is Pearl Jam. Journey, yes, of course. Electric Like or- Orchestra and Joan Baez. So that's the class of 2017 or yes, whatever sir. for the. I didn't. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, I'm kind of. I'm, I'm kind of throned. I, I'm wondering when his first his first album came out because they have that 25 year right that rule where you got to be around for 25 years yeah. before you get because he I think yeah. he started in like not 89 because he was with Digital Underground he was with Digital Underground for a year beginning of it and then he did all the solo stuff but I think it's the lasting lasting impact of that as well because when he considering 97 be 20 years but he was still recording up till then yeah 1991 yeah 1991 would have been 25 years so, so yeah he was signed to interscope in 1991 so that makes sense when he was 20 i mean his career only lasted obviously till 1996 yeah but uh So yeah, he was around in in ninety one, mm-hmm. at least on Interscope Records. I'm trying to see if it shows me what his album. So yeah, he's so right away as soon as he's eligible, he's getting put in the mix there. Yeah. For... But and that's the thing, you know, because you know, when uh, NWA got got inducted last year. You know, Gene Simmons, of course, had to say something about it. And honestly, nobody really cares. Because no. when they got inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, after years of these of their fans, people that are spending money on their shit, you know? Yeah. And they're like, eh. Like, really? Come on. I was glad that all four original members got up on stage. Yeah, totally. And the thing is, it's just like 
Like Ace had to get up there and you know. Yeah. But the thing is, I mean, Ace and Peter were replaced by like several different yeah guys to play their parts. That that band was a a circus. It was it was a. It's always been Paul Stanley and Gene Simmons, and then mm-hmm. whoever else will put up with their shit, basically. Yeah. <laughs> so well, we're getting paid. You know, we got we got to do this. But the thing is. And that's why I've been so dissatisfied with music yeah. as of late because, you know, it's almost like a pissing match. Yep. And nobody. Can, and the thing is, you 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 made money off of people that were willing to come and see you. Right. Why in God's name would you bitch about that? Get in the get in the, the suits, the the uniforms, the yeah. stuff that made you famous. Play a one off. Right. Who the fuck cares, right. dude. I, mean, I was I was watching that document. I finally this was a couple of years ago, two or three years ago, that documentary came out about the Eagles, and because it's the same kind of dynamic. You got Glenn Frey, Don Henley writing all the songs. They got they're kind of like the ringleaders of the band, and then everybody else kind of interchanged. And you know they added Joe Walsh and had another guitar player, and then Don Felder was always in the band for for the long stretch. But you know mm-hmm. they changed in and out. They were fighting with each other. They broke up after about 10 years, pretty standard for, and I knew all this stuff, but as, the, as I'm watching this documentary and I'm hearing all the, you know, the reasons behind breaking up or whatever, it's just like, okay, I get it now. Right. Like, I mean, it's, it's tough to be around anybody for that much time, and, and especially the, if it was in the 70s when all the drugs and craziness was going on, Yeah. But then, and then a lot of that craziness still happens, so. Yeah. Well, let me give you the list of all all who were uh, who were um, nominated. All right, you got Bad Brains. They were for it's their first year being nominated. Now, if they can throw you know Fishbone on that, that'd be fantastic yeah. as well. Uh, Shaka Khan, Shaka Khan, Chick, Shaka 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 Sheik, Depeche Mode, first time nominees. Electric Light or- Orchestra, first time nominees. Jay Giles Band, Jane's Addiction, first time nominees. I'm kind of shocked too. See, some of those are more. That's more shocking or like controversial to me. Mm-hmm. That like Electric Light Orchestra or what was the other one he said? Um, uh, Joan Baez, Jay Giles Band. Jay Giles is. They had a couple hits in the eighties. Yeah, Depeche Mode. Depeche though. Mode. That's what I'm thinking. For them to take this long to get nominated. That's more of a like controversial thing to me. Yeah, they've got a lot of hits. They sold a lot of records. Like, why weren't they immediate? Like, Tupac is getting thrown in that mix immediately as soon as mm-hmm. he's eligible. Cool, I'm all for it. But hey, you know, uh, Joan Baez, uh, Janet Jackson has been nominated a couple of times for uh, Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Sure, Joe Tex, Journey, first time nominee. Craftwork. Uh, yeah. yeah, why is Journey only nominated for the first time? They've been around for 30, 40 years. Just as and, long as Rush. Yeah. And, and, <laughs> yeah. Like, I thought they would have made it in before Rush, right? Or they had hits before Rush. I don't know, maybe not. Well, they came out but, around the same time. Yeah, everybody's time. like, you know, it's about the musical impact, though. Right. You know, and, and Journey's mate, I mean, come on. That whole 80s, like we were talking earlier about that whole 80s, like, hair metal mm-hmm. power ballad sound. That was born out of that was born out of Journey, Foreigner, those those big bands that came out of the out of the seventies. So yeah, Kraftwerk, 
uh, Trans Trans uh, International uh, Railway. They were the progenitors of all the you know electronic electronic music that yeah. you hear now. Mm-hmm. They were the godfathers of that. Totally. And, you know, uh, African Babata actually sampled one of their songs for uh, Planet Rock, and a lot of people don't know that. Mm-hmm. Um, but they played that, uh, which. Honestly, they should be inducted as well. They should have been in there already. Yeah, MC Five uh, is that what MC Five, MC Five. Check man. out the jams, I mean, dude. <laughs> again, talking about uh, you know groundbreaking for punk rock and stuff. Go yeah. listen to if you've never heard MC Five, get the fuck out of my country. Go listen to that, and you know that's where punk came from. Yep, especially straight out of Detroit. You know, what I yeah, mean? <laughs> where everything was just going sideways. Huh, nice, the Eagles are playing. There you go. Uh, <laughs> Pearl I, Jam. Uh, first should I go time. back to talking about the Eagles? <laughs> right. <laughs> you pause that. And then <laughs> but no, uh, it's just like, but just, I mean, I can't imagine, and a lot of these bands you're naming off were only around for a few years. You know, you think about Kraftwerk, how long were they around? I think they might still tour. They, you know, they, they're still in an around. iteration. Depeche Mode still tours. Yep. You know, Jay Giles, I'm guessing, still might be doing stuff, but. Yeah. A Steppenwolf first time nominee as well. Yeah, why Aiden the hell? Hit. Yeah, you know the Cars, the Zombies, Tupac. Yes, yes, is, yeah. yes has been around for a long time. And right, they have actually been nominated one, two, three, at least three times to be yeah. nominated in. Like and yes should go into that pool before Rush should because yes predates Rush. Yep, yes was a you know direct influence on a band like Rush. Yep, with progressive rock. Well, you got to consider that a lot of it's the guys from Yes were in King Crimson. Right. As well as... Uh, Is King Crimson been in there yet? I don't know. I think... I don't think I feel like have. I feel like... Like, there's... Because, again, there's those bands. That's more controversial to me than trying to say, oh, Tupac's in there, or Kraftwerk, or somebody electronic, or somebody hip-hop that's going to be in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. They're making an impact on... It's a, it should be just called the Popular Music Hall of Fame. Mm-hmm. But... That's neither here nor there. It's just more catchy to call it the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, obviously. But it represents yeah. popular music. What's who's like I said? Who's selling records? Who's making an impact on on music? Popular music. Right. And no, they are not in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. They Deep, have Deep not Purple. Even, or Deep, wait, Pur- Deep or Purple's in. I Deep think. Purple's in there. Yeah. But uh, like King Crimson or you know. Nope. No. No. But I mean. No. 21st century schizoid man. Yeah. For Kanye, I think I said this before. For yeah, you Kanye have. West to sample that? Shut up right now. You said this already. Stop it. Sorry. Ah. <laughs> it's actually one of my favorite songs, though. Yeah. You know. Like, you, you can have a little bit of, like, respect or whatever for Kanye, even if you don't like him, because, like, he's throwing some King Crimson at you. Okay. Again, it's, it's all fluid. I don't hate anybody or, like, dislike anybody, because... It's all just is what it is, and I like to listen to all kinds of different kinds of music. And you know, Kanye's kind of an asshole, or whatever, in public, and that's his deal. That's his problem. You know, I don't he's worry a about it. Yeah, <laughs> he got sucked in. <laughs> <laughs> he lost his soul, man. That's just so ridiculous to me. Uh, but yeah, totally. Uh, there's a lot of bands that should be in. Yeah. I was actually shocked that Bad Brains was actually v- thrown in the mix because 
and that's kind of doesn't that's like one of these things not like the other that whole list even even as as diverse as that list is mm-hmm. you got you got yes and depeche mode and craft work which are more electronic-y progressive-y you know yeah pianos and things and tupac coming in on there oh god the celebrity apprentice oh no it's me uh, i'm going to be the apprentice uh, no you're gonna host the apprentice arnold yeah, I'm going to host The Apprentice. Keep making more bad movies, dude. Yeah, just go back to making bad movies. It's not a tumor. You're uh, fired. Oh, You're fired. <laughs> You're fired. They do have a kindergarten cop, too. They are coming out with that? They has already that been did. A, has that been... It's been on Netflix. <laughs> did he do it? or did? No. No, I didn't... Yeah. No. Dolph Lundgren did it. Oh, God. I did, I did see that. You're right. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Why? Oh, another one that's been in the works forever is Twins. Like the the sequel to that. There's supposed to be a sequel to Twins with Arnold Schwarzenegger, Danny DeVito, and Eddie Murphy. I believe has always been signed on to play the the third twin. They're going to call it Triplets. I don't know what the fuck. Come on. It's either Eddie Murphy or. No, it had to be Eddie Murphy. Yeah, because they've been talking about that movie since Twins came out. Like, oh, here's the sequel to Twins. Ha ha, wouldn't it be funny? No, it wouldn't. It to would be, be kind of sad. For it to be a black guy. Or you know, whatever, you know. <laughs> but oh, they could I always mean, get Henry Cho to be the, the other twin. <laughs> yeah, why not, get, why not get an Asian guy? Or, Come on. They've already got a short guy. Oh so, you know, I don't know. <laughs> I don't get it. It's all this stupid. It was like a throwaway. Oh, like, when they're talking about making a, a sequel to a throwaway movie from the 80s, I just... Oh, look what they did to Total Recall. <laughs> I mean, they just remade that. Yeah, but... And they... I don't know. Was that, was that Colin Farrell? Yeah. Yeah. Him I can deal with. Like, he, he belongs in a movie like that, but... Yeah. God. I hope not. Uh, in fact, I did... Me and um, Tracy went to go see uh, Fantastic Beasts. Oh, yeah. to find them. It was really good. I like that movie a lot. Yeah. I uh, saw it, that, too. The fact that... You know, yeah, it was in the uh, late twenties, early thirties, and the, the suspense. It it was definitely it had the Harry Potter stamp. I mean, of course, it was part right. of Harry Potter, but yeah. it was definitely a different spin, American side as far as that goes. Yeah, and it was. I was actually very impressed by that. You know, they um, they kind of open it up. Yeah, totally with the with the American side of you know it's they're you know it's not just fables and folklore or whatever in Britain mm-hmm. it's it's you know they're they're making the uh, the wizards all around the world so yeah. this is just the the American side of it and how the Americans are dealing with it and the differences between how Americans and British people deal with it and yeah. stuff and then just you know they're, they're looking at the current state of things obviously everybody every movie's got that on it you know mm-hmm. that stamp uh, Rogue One had that kind of flavor to it I saw that the other day yeah that's it, got this touch of showing like modern like sat not satire but you know political you know um, you know or you know social issues and things so I mean because that new Star Wars it's a it's a war there's a, it's a war going on and mm-hmm. it's like they're like in the middle of a war and they're trying to like do this mission it's almost like a, a war movie you know for real yeah. and um but yeah fantastic beasts is it's just a lot of fun for you know and, and i was i was worried that the harry potter thing would get would be stale and it's mm-hmm. not at all 
Well, because fa- because of the fact that it wasn't a book, that was the that was the best part. It was actually yeah. a script treatment, and they just built it into a whole movie, and I enjoyed it. And they're talking about making a few of those movies. They're they're going yeah. they're going to go down the line, and keep making more of those movies. And mm-hmm. then Dumbledore from the original Harry Potter is supposed gonna, to show is going to pop in later. So, no, it's just like I said it. It was very good, and I enjoyed it a lot. Just like we went to go see Doctor Strange. <laughs> yeah, because it, it was it was funny. I mean, every if anybody's anybody, you kind of get the hint of what of Doctor Strange. But there was humor in it. You know, there's yeah. gonna be there's gonna be some stuff coming, some really bad stuff. <laughs> yeah, just by the ending of uh, of the mo- movie. You know, you right. know something's coming because that it just that's just a puzzle piece in the whole Marvel universe, and the way they're doing those movies too, where it's just a puzzle piece, but it, it's it's own standalone movie. You could just watch that and be into that and be done with it, or you could appreciate it. You watch after the credits, all that stuff, and you catch little hints of other movies. The Spider-Man movie that's coming out looks pretty amazing. Yeah. Well, and the thing is, the costume is definitely built. Towards uh, the original, like the cartoon, yeah, with the black around the eyes and everything. Totally. But I, I like the fact that they kind of did an homage to that. Um, you didn't, you didn't like the uh, Tobey Maguire one where it looked like a, a pop tart or something, like the the frosting on the yeah, eyes. that's <laughs> costume. No. What the hell's you know what I'm talking about? Like the, the pop tart, like the. The, the, You're not talking about the black, the the wild berry pop tarts or whatever. Where oh, it's got like God. the street, the, the, it's like yeah. purple frosting, and then it's got like a yellow stripe on it. Yeah, that's <laughs> that's no. what that that's what that looked like to me. It was like some weird, like cookie frosting, like drawing thing. I'm like, what's going on with Spider Man? Why has he got like all these? And it's I got it. It was supposed to be a web, but he mm. looks like just like this 3D like puffy like s- stuff on the on the. Costume. I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> like looking back on that movie, well, I love those movies, but well, they're Sam they're Raimi they're, they're it. keeping it. They're keeping it. Like you said, they're keeping it back to the original. Like kind of plain. He's, he's a kid. You know, he's yeah. not gonna. He's like a sixteen-year-old kid. He's not gonna make that intricate of a suit. Come on, now. <laughs> he's gonna slap together whatever he can find. And, and see when they uh, when they did those. Excuse me. Sorry. Uh, like even when they did the second set of Spider-Man movies, yeah, I'm just which like, I didn't even watch. I just I gave they, they I, were okay. Yeah, they weren't great though, and it was it was kind of a, a revision because of um, like I said, multiverses. Right, certain 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 events still happened, but certain people didn't die. You know, it was changed around. So it was just one of those things, like, because I think the the limitation is like five years or something. Like you have to keep renewing your license every five years or ten years, whatever the number is. Yeah. So that's why they made those movies, like, to keep the license. And then they finally gave it back to Marvel mm-hmm. to fold them into the you know fold Spider Man into the Avengers, all that stuff. Yeah. So yeah, like that needed to happen anyway, just because of wow. the for all the fans of the comic books that know that. And I'm a very, you know, amateur fan of comic books. I just like the movies, but I know that Spider-Man plays into the Avengers and and all that stuff. 
Yeah. There's been crossovers with with Daredevil. Hasn't there been Daredevil and Spider-Man and Daredevil and Spider-Man, you know. He's he's, he's crossed over probably just as much as anybody else. Mm-hmm. Why not allow him to be folded into that universe? Yeah. And eventually, you know, they'll call for the the, the TV people to be folded into the movies too. Right. The all the Agents of Shield stuff, they're yep. talking about folding some of that in. Well, actually the Agents of Shield were actually born out of the Avengers wound right. up being on TV. Yep. But they'll they'll pop up again too. But I'm talking like the Defenders, uh right. Luke Cage, Your Luke Jed- Cage, Daredevil, all those Jones, yeah. uh Iron Fist, you know, they'll be molded into some kind of form or fashion. Now, see, that's the difference between Marvel and DC because they got the Flash and Supergirl and stuff on TV. They've got one little, like, chunk of, like, five, six characters that they keep recycling. And mm-hmm. it's okay, now it's Supergirl, now it's Superboy, whatever, Batboy, whatever. And they're, like, the new uh, the, the Teen Titans, all that stuff. They yeah. just keep kind of remorphing these same characters. That's what I never really, like, I always put Marvel, like, a, a notch above DC for that. Yeah. But, yeah, they have the TV show with Flash and Supergirl. Mm-hmm. Like, are they folding any of those into the no, movies? No, they're not. They, no. Like, if you've seen, you know, Batman versus Superman, they got a different Flash. They cast another guy as the Flash. Instead of using the guy on so the So it's TV. a totally separate universe from what's going on on the TV show. Yep. And Which that's is, a whole... That that CW... Trying to, it's, like, it's like Dawson's Creek with, with <laughs> Spandex. I can't... Huh? I, I can't. I just can't watch those. I've never really tried to watch them, so maybe I'll give them a chance someday. Yeah. But like Actually, I heard, the, I Flash like the Flash is great. Yeah, the Flash is great, and uh, Green Arrow is great. Uh, Legends of uh, let's see, Legends. It's called Legends of something. I can't remember yeah. it right now. But they use like different people that are villains or. Shades of Grey type of people. Right. And they use them to help save the future, you know. So. Because that was the one thing about Suicide Squad that I like. They're going to, I guess they're going to fold some of Suicide Squad into the Justice League mm-hmm. stuff. Yeah. So that'll be kind of cool. They're trying, they're well, they're well, kind of following, they're kind of following Marvel's lead. So it looks like they're playing follow the leader. But, yeah. I mean. But, I mean, DC is supposed to be the darker side of superhero more trenched in reality than anything else (coughs) it is what it is totally yeah so you want to end it at that yeah sure it was a good conversation very good conversation start off the new year um trying to think uh yeah we're just hoping for the best there's a lot there's a lot to look forward to we've we've bet we came out the other side of 2016 Mm mm-hmm we still got all our limbs and still hope, still walking, hope talking. Lis- listeners out there are just as lucky. Or if you did, you know, lose something or someone this year, I hope you can, you know, join us in looking forward to a happy 2017. So, all right, definitely that. Be grateful for what you have, exactly. Because a lot of people don't have what you have. A lot of people, as Joe said. We've all gone through losses, whether it be physical, mental, emotional. Just be happy you're still here because a lot of people can't say that for other other things. Right. So on that note, 
All we can say is God bless. Wish for the best. Let's not pray for the worst. Yeah. <laughs> and hopefully that uh, 2017 will be a stellar year for everybody. You know? As we sit in the bar and we watch people gamble. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we all got our vices, hey, you know? Nothing but, wrong with having a vice, but... Yeah, but if if they win, somebody's getting robbed. I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> As we're getting looks like, these guys are over there talking. I bet um, they're talking about us, aren't yes, they? They're, they're those guys at the us. microphones on the table, they're talking about us. All right, but honestly... God bless. Thanks for listening. Thanks for Joe for having me on here. This has totally. been therapy for me, and this has been fun. Yeah, I needed I needed the outlet anyway. So, if nothing else, this is this is not stopping anytime soon. This no, it's like this is going to keep going. We're trying to build it up. Go to patreon.com slash BTP Pod. Send us some money if you can. If you have any money left over from the holidays or you're celebrating New Year's or whatever, but all, you know, send us a dollar. Anything. $12 for the whole year is a dollar a month if you want to join our like club thing whatever you want to call it mm-hmm. but so you'll hear all about all that stuff later yeah we're gonna but we're gonna keep building on that we're gonna keep making that better and doing different fun stuff and give stuff away and who knows what else so maybe Joel will be in a tutu maybe ah! you never know you'll have to uh, you never had, you never had to wear your tutu did you? I'm still doing it don't worry you're still gonna do it but mm-hmm. you haven't done that yet work yeah right mm-hmm. We get busy, so. All right. Sean, that's dope. And thanks for listening. We'll talk to you next week. Peace.